From the authentic soul of Bernie Siegel, MD, comes Mind Health Matters, a show that reflects Bernie's passion to reach people struggling with all of life's challenges, not just the physical ones, so that each person can live life fully with the understanding that, as Bernie reminds us, we only have today. Believing that we are all here to love one another, each in our own unique way, Bernie has crafted eternal truths and the timeless wisdom of the ages. Join Bernie as he shares his powerful journey through life while offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Mind Health Matters with Dr. Bernie Siegel on Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Uh, His show is every Thursday and Friday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on the Dream Vision set. And if you're tuning in for the first time, we are a Boston-based syndicated internet radio station with all the bells and whistles. You can listen anywhere you are in the world. You can listen on your apps. You can ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. Uh, You can find Bernie on 55 other podcast directories. He is everywhere. Well, his special guest, welcome back to his grandson, Charlie Siegel. He is a professional fine art, nature, wildlife, and landscape photographer, has featured a few images of his work of the Northern Lights over Iceland on the cover and some of the final pages with his um, first book, and he's written a couple of them, and he's got all kinds of things to share with Bernie. And to get a hold of him and to see what is happening with Charlie, you can go on Nature Photo by S as in Sam, C as in Candy dot com. Nature Photo by SC dot com. Over to you, Bernie, and welcome back to the show, Charlie. Hey, everybody! Thanks for having me. You okay, welcome. Charlie? If you keep paying me as usual, I'll keep inviting you, all right? (laughs) Sounds good. Our deal is usual. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's no fun being normal. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, you know, that's part of why I invite Charlie here. His mind is open. You can treat him differently than normal people, and it's fun. So... Let's see. What do I want to do? All right. We'll talk to you about our lives because one of the things, Charlie is very talented. Uh, He's written things, done things with people. Uh, We'll let him share that. But um, it's when you're different, do you get into trouble? You know, (laughs) if you're different. And I don't mean troublesome necessarily, but when you're in school. When you're in different places, um, do you stand out? Uh, And how do people talk about you? And I think we have to realize that there's nothing wrong with being different. Uh, It depends on your definition of the word different. But let me, in a sense, go back, um, because I've seen things that Charlie can do, and... uh, with music, with all kinds of things, where uh, he's invited me to participate with him. And, uh, you know, I realize how talented he is and was. And he Mm. does an enormous amount, and you'll have to tell us about this when I'm done, Charlie, um, of photography of nature. And that has impressed me. 
and because I know what it can do to people. I'm talking as a doctor now, that if you look out, colors mean something. If you look out at green and blue, you could say, why did God pick those two? Because when you look up and look out at the green and the blue, oh, that is so peaceful and so nice. Think about if you were looking at red and black, what would that tell you? And I see this sometimes when I go into doctor's offices and businesses. You walk in and you feel unsettled by the color of the place. You know, and, and what animates you, what wakes you up? Sitting in a gray office? No. So anyway, folks, think about how you surround yourself and your children, even the color of the car you pick. Um, and I can remember talking about those things. And it goes back to when Charlie was a kid, too. He was what I call a different kid, and that is in a positive way. He's our first our first grandchild uh, many, many years ago. And, uh, Do you remember, Bernie, what he, Charlie was like when he was like five? I don't know. He was special. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the thing I would say, most of all. And that's, uh, what's so important about that is how your parents react to it. Mm-hmm. See, I right. thought many of the things he did were treasures, and other people are thinking, no, he's different. You know, you don't want people to notice him. And it, it's how parents act, and I mean it. Let me just say this and then talk about our genes and then let Charlie get going. Um, that, oh, and now I said so many things, I forgot what I was going to start with. But um, the... Well, let me start with our genes, and I'll go backwards then. Um, I was always into art. Music had nothing to do with me. Not that I didn't like music, but, you know, when you're a little kid and your mother says, oh, I'm going to get a piano teacher. And I can tell you, the piano teacher finally told my mother, leave me alone. (laughs) I don't want to come back. (laughs) because <laughs> I drove her crazy and I even when I knew she was coming that day to teach me the piano I would make the keys sticky so they were uncomfortable to sit at the piano and she had to wash the whole thing down um, and she finally told my mother he doesn't want to play the piano and I was an artist I, I remember as a kid sitting with little pieces of paper and drawing pictures and that made me happy and yes, sitting outside in nature makes me happy because then I'm surrounded by a beautiful painting by God. And um, so I would draw pictures as a kid. I didn't know it had anything to do with any talent. But if you looked at our house now, I have painted portraits of every grandchild, every member of our family, uh, many of the pets. I mean, I'm sitting in our house now, and the walls are literally covered with pictures of people. And um, I loved it, you know, to paint and to do that. And i got to tell you one joke. I mean, it's a funny story because it really happened. Every day when I'd come home from the hospital, I would paint one of our animals, one of our pets. Um, And when I say paint them, paint a portrait of them. 
And um, I'd pick somebody out and say, come on. And I'd sit them down on a little chair, and they'd sit there. Well, this day, I'm driving up the driveway, and I thought the house was on fire. All our five kids, every pet came crashing out the front door and running away from the house. I now have this all fenced in. But um, I stopped the car and I yelled, what is it? Is it a fire in the house? What's going on? And I heard a voice. And I swear, I think it was one of the animals was talking. We're tired of posing for you. We're tired of sitting for hours while you paint the portrait of us. So we're running away. Why don't you paint yourself? And I said, all right, all right, stop, stop. I'll put a picture, uh, you know, of myself up, and I'll paint that. I'll paint that. And they all stopped, turned, and went back in the house. And I'm glad they did it because I painted a portrait. This was in, um, when was it, 1960. No, it couldn't have been that far back. But it was in the 2060. Um, I sat down, put up a picture of myself with a cap, mask, and gown on, and painted it. So if you come in the house, you don't even know it's me. But what I learned from it was to understand your image of yourself. Because Jung said, the reason monks shave their head is to uncover their spirituality. It's a symbol of uncovering their spirituality. And 1960 was the year that I had shaved my head. And boy, painting that picture was therapy for me. And I realized it is a good thing to do, so keep it up. But then, you see, what does Charlie do? He plays music. And why isn't he painting pictures? And we have to get to know ourselves. And Charlie impresses me. Uh, he knows himself and explores himself and puts things in, you know, in front of you, whether it's sound or sight or anything. And uh, the parents need to understand that and accept their children. Because I'll say a couple more things and then let Charlie get going. Um, if this was a study done at uh, Harvard. While students there, this is back, I think, in the 1950s, they were asked, did your parents love you? And then they kept the answers, school, and looked it up when the students had reached middle age. 75% of those who said my parents didn't love me had suffered a major illness in the intervening years. And only 25%, obviously, of those who said, yeah, they loved me. And that impressed the people who did the study. And I saw that as a doctor. That's why I was attracted by that study of students. I could see when people were getting life-threatening illnesses, if they were loved or if they found their own love, because if they were an adult and you got cancer and you're told you're going to die and you said, well, then I'm going to do what makes me happy. And then you notice a few years later uh, they're not dead. I mean, I'll tell you one briefly because uh, it impressed me. 
This fellow said, I'm going to Colorado to die in the mountains because it's beautiful there. He didn't want to stay in Connecticut. So I said to the family, call me. I'll fly out and I'll attend this funeral. I feel very close to him. Well, several years go by and no phone call. So I thought that was really not very nice of his family to ignore me. So I call up, and guess what? He answered the phone. And his line was, oh, it's so beautiful here, I forgot to die. Yeah. And that's what the love brings you. And I saw that also when people had life-threatening illnesses. Oh, well, if I'm going to die, then I think I'll go and do what I like to do. And then they weren't dead. Uh, you know, and, and that's sometimes millionaires who change their business, change the environment, acted differently to their employees, all kinds of things. So remember that, folks. Do what makes you happy. And one more story, then I'm turning it over to you, Charlie, so get ready. The, um, <laughs> a woman came in and said, I want to show you this photograph. It was a picture of her lying completely naked in front of this enormous mirror. And she said, I had polio as a child and lost a lot of muscle and never liked my body. And then I developed this disease a year or two ago and it made my body look even worse, another neurological disease. And I thought, I can't stand it anymore. I don't want to be in my body. So I cho was choosing to die. Then I thought of something. Why don't I just love my body? Let me give it love. And she said, I started lying down naked in front of this mirror and loving myself and my body. And my disease went into complete remission and I didn't die. So I'd say to anybody out there with that kind of problem, it's how you feel about yourself. Look in the mirror and love that lady or that guy. And watch what happens to your body. And I've seen this with our kids and our family um, when they've had problems, and some do at the moment. And when they come to visit, I'd say, you're looking good. And I know that they have reacted to what they've learned about their mortality and have changed their lives and how they feel. So, Charlie, what do you want to tell everybody to find happiness? Hey, everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a nature and wildlife photographer. Um, I love what you were mentioning, how you said it, being outside is like being in a painting by God that's already done. Uh, my my whole goal with my photography side of my work is helping people connect with nature and remember we're a part of it. Uh, I've grown up with uh, Native American friends and connections through my mom's side of the family and um, learned a lot of their teachings on the, like the idea of oneness and that we're part of part of nature, part of the world around us, part of part of everything. Um, and that that connectedness is a, you know, an important thing to me. I feel like it helps anybody who gets that idea in their head and starts to live with that idea and it helps them just go through life feeling better. Um, so I, I started off with my work seeing uh, that that's something that would help people is to feel, you know, I, I see that tree, I see that 
that light. I'm part of that, connected to that. Um, so I wanted to capture that, like that beauty feeling and the, the uniqueness and the certain like moments when the lighting is just right and everything. Uh, if I can get that in a picture and I can help people, you know, have that on their wall, have it in their house. Uh, my website now has things like phone cases and tote bags and pillows and stuff where it's like all kinds oh. of ways you can just have it around you. Um, mm. Then people can have that beauty, you know, more like one-on-one with it. Because um, not everybody has the opportunity to go be outside that much. So, uh, you know, bring it inside, connect with it. Um, and I actually didn't uh, put my, my name on my work, like in the business name where you're saying it's naturephotobysc.com. Um, I, I wanted to make it where I let people notice the beauty of nature as the focus of it. Like uh, my work is like a window to see that through, um, not like look at me and what I capture. Like it's already out there. It's, I'm just hoping people see it. Um, and uh, and then the, the writing is kind of just um, come along also uh, where I have three published books now and, and more in progress. And I'm uh, work, kind of following in my grandfather's footsteps there in that case, seeing the, the way that his books have allowed his work to reach people. I'm like, yeah, I enjoy writing. and I think that's a nice way to share inspiration with people. Hmm. Yeah. Now, Charlie, I have a question for you. I I believe yeah. because you were brought up in a spiritual environment with your parents' store and that energy, feeling the universal love and energy, really um, helped keep you in that spiritual energy that most little kids are still in until they go to school. Do you feel yeah. the same about that? And do you have siblings that that enjoyed that environment when they were little as well? I de- definitely, I, I agree with you on that point. Um, I don't, I'm an only child. Um, but yeah, I've, I've uh, like since I was three years old, my mom has had Wisdom of the Ages in Connecticut, um, which is a spiritual store and class center. And she teaches meditation and spiritual development classes and things like that. So um, yeah, growing up in that environment, sitting in her classes and, and learning from her since I was a kid, um, has definitely, uh, I think, created what I do. Uh, I've looked at it like my, my writing and my photography are like my own path and my own outlets of the mm-hmm. same kind of spiritual practice. Like this is the way that I feel I can uh, share this with people and, and make a difference in the world, uh, kind of my own identity on it. Uh, but it's sure. all the same same stuff I've grown up with, yeah. Um, mm. And uh, I, I think there's a lot of kids out there that are... Um, you know, not given that kind of opportunity. So I'm grateful for that, uh, that way I've been brought up. Uh, I'm working on a poetry book actually now that's, uh, I came out with a co-authored poetry book with my grandfather a couple of years ago or, or when right. you realize how perfect everything is book. Um, but now I'm working on a, uh, kind of like a compilation of a lot of my work from the last 10 years. Um, so, and I'm actually dedicating it to my mom. That's like growing up and all this stuff is really, um, what's brought me in this direction now. Mm, how yeah, beautiful. You know, for parents, let me just interject for a second. For parents to give their kids permission to be who they are, what a difference that makes. Mm. So you're authentic. And let mm. me add this, too. For all the people, and I mean this, listening to this show, draw a picture of yourself. Get a box of crayons and draw a picture of yourself. It could be at work, it could be your home and family, or just you 
or if you've got decisions coming up, you know, what job should I take? Who should I marry? Draw all your options. Now, what got me really involved in that was when somebody came into the hospital dealing with cancer and I started getting them to do drawings because I had done a workshop with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross and I couldn't believe how much she knew about me and my life from, you know, a picture I did with a bunch of crayons that meant nothing to me. And she started asking me questions all about me. So I had my patients draw pictures. And, you know, if your treatment looked like the devil giving you poison, I would not recommend it <laughs> because you're going to have every side effect in the book. And then there are other people who drew chemotherapy coming from God, and they never had a side effect. And that's what started changing the people at the hospital. Because they were always asking me, why do so many people talk to you? You know, they're not even your patients. Why do they come over to talk to you? But it was because they knew I wasn't going to criticize them. Life is an interesting phenomenon. Our consciousness, I mean, it's amazing. And I'd say Charlie is one of those people who can convince you uh, with all the photographs he uses of nature. And, uh, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's therapy for people. So right. well, when we're I all started part saying to people, yeah, you know, draw a picture of and give them a full box of crayons, and then we would talk about what would be the right treatment or even who should I marry. I'd done that with, with doctors at the hospital, you know, and uh, I'd say this is the one who's right for you, and uh, they would do that. And because they knew I wasn't normal, that's, let me mention that because that's very important. See, Charlie's on the show. Maybe he'll say some things that get you to say, oh, that's crazy. What's that kid talking about? Um, but I don't say that. I learn from him. And we need to do that from each other. Because if you listen to me or Charlie and we sound a little crazy, but it helps you and then you notice things coming into your life, we've done a favor for you and it's opened up beliefs and the world. But when you say to your own family, that's crazy, I don't want to hear that, don't tell me that, then it locks them up and they can't be who they really want to be. Mm. So it's for me a joy to have Charlie as a grandchild uh, because he and I can enjoy talking to each other. Uh, sure. Well, we uh, need, I, and I can understand that too, that you receive so much joy from you know being and talking with Charlie right. and that warms my heart uh, we need to take our first break uh, everyone listening stay with us we'll be back more with Dr. Bernie Siegel and his grandson doc I almost called you Dr. Charlie um, <laughs> Charlie Siegel <laughs> Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Why are we here? How can we be happy? Questions asked from millennials to boomers. Crappy to happy. Sacred stories of transformational joy answers them using true stories of grit, grace, and love. 
James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy, wrote in the foreword, This book is a seminar about emerging truths and offers grounded solutions through the art of the comeback. Dr. Bernie Siegel, a contributing author, wrote, Bodies die, but spirits and consciousness survive and recycle. So, grab some tissues, open your book, and prepare to cry and laugh till it heals. Crappy to Happy by Reverend Ariel Patricia and Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. Available from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and booksellers worldwide. Dr. Bernie Siegel's writings and the 12 books he's published so far reflect his passion to reach people struggling with all of life's challenges. His latest, A Book of Miracles, inspiring true stories of healing, gratitude, and love, is both riveting and belief-expanding. Bernie has produced wonderful resources for everyone, like 365 Prescriptions for the Soul, Daily Messages of Inspiration, Hope, and Love, and Faith, Hope, and Healing. Bernie's books also include those like Love, Magic, and Mud Pies, a great resource for parents, and delightful loving stories like Buddy's Candle to help children of all ages cope with the loss of a loved one, be it a pet or a parent. To purchase Bernie's books, CDs, or DVDs, go to BernieSiegelMD.com. And while you're there, empower the mind, body, and spirit with Bernie's heartwarming articles. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. This is DreamVision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we are back. You're listening to Mind Health Matters with Dr. Bernie Siegel. He has actually written 17 books. He is a retired surgeon, thought leader, uh, prolific author with lessons and lessons and lessons, I have to say. And to get in touch with Bernie, you can go on his site. It's BernieSiegelMD.com. Siegel is S-I-E-G-E-L, BernieSiegelMD.com. And then for Charlie, his grandson, who's honoring us today as a guest, you can go on his site, NaturePhotoBySC.com. Uh, he's written three books. And I wanted to ask you, uh, you were four years old, Charlie, when you started uh, with um, uh, martial arts. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. (laughs) So do you still practice martial arts to this day? I do, yeah. Yep, I still practice and I teach. And yeah, I, I feel like that's a big part of who I am, yeah. Um, it's, it's an interesting kind of thing. Like I was, I was only four years old, went to a neighborhood kid's birthday party down the street and 
Um, she had it at a karate school she was going to and like had all of the neighborhood kids over. And like, I still remember bits of that day now, um, watching the demonstration and stuff that some of the guys that run the school did after the kids' birthday party and stuff. And, uh, but my mom says that day, like she was one of the parents watching the kids play and everything. And she says, I went over to her, not like a little kid and went up all serious and went, I have to do this. And um, she signed me up that day. Um, but, I, yeah, I've been training ever since. And that was uh, Kempo art that I started in. Um, I did that for 19 years. Uh, I reached fourth degree black belt in that and was um, teaching classes and stuff for a while in that. Um, but when I was 13, I went to a martial arts festival with some of the people from the Kempo school I was in. Uh, and at the festival, they had people from different styles teaching over the weekend. So you could kind of like dabble in and try out other styles. And um, I met my current martial arts teacher at that where he was teaching a seminar and uh, me and, and some of the other people I trained with really like fell in love with this other art and uh, saw a lot of like unique uh, practices in it and that it's, it's like nothing else we ever felt before. Um, so we kind of started following this guy around um, and taking other classes from him. We hosted him a few times um, and about seven years ago now, something like that, um, I decided that like, it's time for me to, to really switch over. Like this other art is, uh, like, I feel called to do this. I wanted to train this. Um, and I like went kind of head first into training this other art. It's a uh, Daitryu Aiki Jiu Jitsu. Uh, it's the original family martial art of the Takeda clan of the samurai. So like Japan itself considers it a national treasure that it's a 1200 year old art. Um, wow. so it, it, it's really got a lot of like unique kind of things to it. It's an internal martial art. So it's, uh, you do a lot of uh, work like on you personally, like creating a certain, uh, like way you stand, way you feel, um, certain feeling in your body that when the person grabs you, you create a connection with that other person that touches you. So, um, to me, it's kind of like it transcends self-defense. Like there's, there's great self-defense in it. Um, but you get into working on this whole other side of yourself and, and of the training that um, I, I now travel around with my teacher to events that he does. And uh, I lead my own classes uh, here in Connecticut. Um, and I actually wrote his biography. Uh, it came out earlier this year. It was my third book. It, uh, Roy Goldberg Sensei is my uh, teacher. So I, I interviewed him and wrote his biography and stuff. That's been nice to, to really um, you know, help spread his story and everything that way. And let me add this, that, you know, Charlie is our first, as a matter of fact, grandchild. And, um, you know, when he got into all these things, I wasn't a convert. I thought maybe he's a little nuts, but I don't mind <laughs> <laughs> that because I'm not normal. But the more I listened to him, did things with him, realized we're saying the same thing, doing the same things with our own perspective of it and uh, sure. certainly have accepted him in that way and uh, understood now what he's accomplishing and doing. And I'd say to all you people out there, don't close your mind, close your beliefs, because as you mm. listen to some of the things that Charlie was saying he was doing, you say, oh, that's crazy. How can I believe that? Why would that help a person? But, yes, it's the person doing and the person receiving. And uh, so my mind was opened by Charlie, too, and to see right. the differences and attend some of his workshops and meet his 
know, superior officers and teachers, but you can listen to him as he describes the things they do and say, oh, that's, how did he do that? How did that that's crazy. Um, but it ain't. And I've been through that right. at the hospital from other doctors. And that's why yeah. I keep saying, go talk to people who are different. Because once you talk to them, it opens you up. And then more people will share with you and convince you of what they're saying being useful and truthful and helpful. But when you block it, you know, put a wall up. Uh, so right. I well, think I'd Charlie like to say that with Charlie. And I'm into listening and hearing. Go ahead. Yes, I I would like to say just in these last few years of Charlie being on the show uh, a few years back, and then now you have grown so much, Charlie. And when I say grown, your soul is old, and I remember saying that before, but you've just got a deeper understanding, and I can feel your presence even though I'm not with you physically i can feel your presence your soul and you're living in the present moment all the time i can tell that's what you do you are living and connected to god higher source all the time and that is phenomenal that is amazing because okay. your people people's hearts will open up just by hearing and being in your presence. Do you realize how powerful that is? Thanks. I appreciate you saying that and, and that you can feel that. But, uh, you know, my mom's uh, motto of, of the store um, that I've kind of grown up in here uh, is we're here to help. And that's, um, I love that. And that's kind of uh, where I want to take uh, my own works and stuff is that, yeah, it's, it's to help people. And, and I get a lot of joy out of it. And, um, so I, I always notice, like, um, my mom actually points it out to me, like, I don't go and take pictures for a chunk of time. Maybe I get busy with regular work stuff and life and caught up in daily stress and everything. If I don't get outside and connect with nature, like, I'm not me. Um, and and mm-hmm. uh, she's really pointed it out to me, but then I'll notice, like, hey, like, I haven't been outside in a long time. I'm, I'm like, really feeling off. And I'll just take, like, a couple hours and go take some pictures and it's that like reconnecting uh, to like a source kind of energy um, that I feel is, is important for people. It sure helps me. Um, and then I, I'm glad I can pass that along uh, through the pictures. Um, and the, the poems have kind of, some, some of them have come out of the pictures. Uh, like the image will kind of speak to me. I'll put that in the words. Uh, other ones have just sort of come to me first and then I'll, I'll add a picture with it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to share that. Um, and I, I'm working on like a much bigger uh, fiction fantasy novel now. Uh, my first book that ever came out, Conversations with an Angel, is a little short uh, spiritual novel. Um, I'm, I'm working on bigger ones, and I have that kind of uh, feeling in me, like stories just sort of appear in my head. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of it like shares um, spiritual lessons and things I've I've learned and grown up with. Um, but like the characters and the stories, I have a lot of fun putting all that together. That that's uh, like one of the directions I'm I'm gonna go with uh, my next works mm. that I'm that I'm doing. Yeah, you know, let me. I I just wanted a word for parents and relatives. Don't 
you know, when a grandchild or other relative says something and you say, oh, that's crazy. Um, and then you shut the door to them in your life. But I'd say keep your mind open. That's a big part of what I've learned from my patients and family members. Um, you know, the spontaneous and even miraculous things uh, that they have accomplished. Self-induced, that's the word. See, Rather than say you had a miracle, say, oh, you have a self-induced healing. Because you know the person has done something. And you learn and then can help yourself and others and pass the word on. So don't close doors in front of children, grandchildren. Uh, if they want to be a little eccentric, say, go ahead, be eccentric. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you might be amazed at what happens. And a lot of it is mind-body. One more quick story. It was a lady who had a heart-lung transplant at Yale. And she asked me, and she's not my patient, to come to her room. And she said, everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I know you won't. And she told me that the man whose heart and lungs were in her was talking to her at night when she went to sleep. And from the story she told, we called the family, and yes, they told us all the things she said were true, even riding a motorcycle, which she had never done in her life, and that's how he died. Um, and I think that's the part. Keep open. Life is really a miracle. So whether you're in front of a mirror naked loving yourself or changing your job or moving, uh, I, I can tell you stories all day long. You know, I'm moving to Colorado because it's beautiful there. You know, my last few months of my life. When I called up to say, why wasn't I invited to the funeral, he answered the phone. And what was his statement? It was so beautiful here, I forgot to die. So remember, folks, you communicate internally to yourself and your body. And Charlie's into the body work and life work. And, uh, you know, we learn to believe each other. Mm. And the picture of yourself that you create, yeah. Yeah, and with with your photo work, and then with the martial arts and teaching, uh, right? You're probably teaching kids that are four years old now, and making it a huge difference in their lives, Charlie. Oh, let Thanks me before you say something, Charlie. Yeah. Hold it. One, I wanted to add pets to this too, mm. because. The people who have a dog in the house, this is from one doctor who learned from making house calls, he said, I noticed after heart attack the people who did well all had a dog in the house. And that's no coincidence because you're changing your body chemistry by petting the furry creature, getting love and affection from it. And, uh, yeah, so relationships make a difference, and they can be with pets. And I know that from my experience in the Seagull Zoo. But um, mm -hmm. so go and do that for yourself, folks. Mm. It helps. Yeah, and um, in the, the martial arts that I practice, like we're just kind of grabbing each other all the time and, and like reworking on, on techniques and connection and all that. Um, and my, uh, Roy Goldberg, I'd say my teacher, has said that he has this theory um, that a lot of, 
people historically that do this art that we do have lived really long lives. Um, and he, yeah. he has a medical background and, and really thinks that a lot of it is that, like that human connection of like somebody grabbing you and you want to you know, connect with them and work on them. Uh, it, it impacts your body and like helps you have a longer right. life. And I think that makes sense. Just like what you were saying. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm up to 91 oh. now. Just I know yeah. it, Bernie. 91 is hard <laughs> to believe. But well, yeah. we need to take our last break. So hold that thought and we'll be back in a moment with Dr. Bernie Siegel. Join Dr. Bernie Siegel on Mind Health Matters every Thursday and Friday, 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Bernie will draw from his inspirational personal journey, offering us special nuggets of his sacred wisdom weaved through his delightful stories. Listen in as Bernie reminds us to be fully engaged in life. Dr. Bernie Siegel's writings and the 12 books he's published so far reflect his passion to reach people struggling with all of life's challenges. His latest, A Book of Miracles, inspiring true stories of healing, gratitude, and love, is both riveting and belief-expanding. Bernie has produced wonderful resources for everyone, like 365 Prescriptions for the Soul, Daily Messages of Inspiration, Hope, and Love, and Faith, Hope, and Healing. Bernie's books also include those like Love, Magic, and Mud Pies, a great resource for parents, and delightful, loving stories like Buddy's Candle to help children of all ages cope with the loss of a loved one, be it a pet or a parent. To purchase Bernie's books, CDs, or DVDs, go to BernieSiegelMD.com. And while you're there, empower the mind, body, and spirit with Bernie's heartwarming articles. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times bestselling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, sacred stories of transformational hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we are back. You're listening to Mind Health Matters. You can tune in to Bernie's show every Thursday and Friday at 12 a.m. and 12 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen to him wherever you are, uh, whether you have the apps, whether you're in the car, uh, whether you want to ask Alexa. And we are visiting with Dr. Bernie's grandson, his first uh, Charlie Siegel and to connect with him to see all his artwork and he has items to be purchased that will make you feel uh, full of light I can feel it um, is go to naturephotosc.com naturephotosc.com and back to you Bernie Hi. I had another story to tell, but I hope it comes back to me because listening to you, I forgot. You <laughs> mentioned I say, numbers. 
Well, numbers have quantity and meaning. Yeah. And it, it, so you need to look at, thank you for sharing that, because... Sure. And, and let me just say something here. We were, my, my wife died a few years ago. We were married 7-11. Her birthday's 9-9. Nine, nine. Uh, I'm not going to tell mine. I don't want people sending me anything. You don't have to feel guilty. But <laughs> things, But let me put it this way. See, after she died... Uh, and it was a shock because I went in to wake her up one morning, and boy, uh, her body was cold uh, mm. when I went over to the bed. And, uh, I mean, I could feel my heart being pierced. Nine weeks later, and she was born 9-9, I went to the hospital because I was having pain there again. And they put me in room i just walked in the emergency room and somebody yelled put him in room nine i thought oh my wife's here watching me the hospital room they had me wait a day for it was 819 my wristband my hospital number is 996633 everything adds up to nine and i kept showing this to hospital staff and they thought yeah 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 we know you're crazy we don't need to listen to you because they knew Bernie Siegel. And now his wife died. He's telling, you know, everybody that there's meaning. And my wife's with him symbolically. And uh, they weren't ready to hear those things from me. But everything in the hospital added up to nines. And I've saved all those things and I keep them with me. And, yeah, and it helps me. Even some mornings when I wake up, I look across the room at the clock, and the time will add up to nine. You know, it could be eight, ten. But I know it's not a coincidence. Why did I open my eyes at that exact second? So keep that in mind, in your mind. There is a connection between you and life and creation and when you can clear your mind, you know, stop the thinking, um, that's good, that's bad, you should do this, uh, impress the neighbors. Uh, but when you follow your heart, I forgot, oh, yeah, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross always said this to me, Bodhani, let your heart make up your mind. Yeah. So follow those rules. Uh, read what Charlie's written. Uh, read what I've written, Elizabeth Google-Ross has written, numbers have meaning, it's just endless. And the more guidance you have from that intuitive wisdom within, the happier and healthier you'll be. I have to tell you this, I mean, it's hard for me to stop, but there was a mother taking her eight-year-old all over the place trying to save her life from cancer. And I said to the mother, stop what you're doing to your daughter is making her life an unhappy life you're dragging her everywhere to medical centers go home and love her and the mother finally said uh, i was right and she went home and then in the picture there were eight pretty th things like big candles standing up on the table that her daughter drew when she was in the hospital, she drew this picture, and I saw it and went and told the mother, I don't know why there are eight, 
I mean, eight means a new beginning because there's seven days in the week uh, for every religion. But I said, I don't know whether it has some personal meaning or not. And she took her daughter home. And eight days later, the phone rang. Bernie, yes. Amber woke up today, came into my bedroom and said, Mom, it's your birthday today. I'm dying as a gift to you to free you from all the trouble. And I may add, she had written her name in a purple cloud in the drawing, in purple spiritual. It was saying to me she's going to die. But between the eight and the purple cloud, her mother could accept that, that her daughter had gotten to the point where this was the right thing to do and, in a sense, to leave her body and be healed. And the mother came to my home and gave me the drawing, and it's hanging in the hallway by the bedrooms. But, mm. folks, life is a mystery. Participate in it. Draw your pictures. Pay attention to your dreams. Do your drawings. And uh, you'll have a happier, healthier, and potentially longer life. Mm. And gratitude, I think, is so important just yes. to have another opportunity on Earth. Yes. That may be some. That may be something we think as we get older, but I'm sure. I'm I'm sure Charlie already feels that at his young age. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all here to help each other. Mm-hmm. So do that. You'll benefit, and the other person will benefit. Charlie, what are your thoughts? Because we have um, just a few minutes left. It's going by quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's nice that, uh, especially since my grandfather and I came out with our When You Realize How Perfect Everything Is book, um, Mm -hmm. we've been able to work together a lot more. um, And seeing the the connection independently that came together um, is interesting. Uh, you know, I've grown up, you know, around his work, connected with, with what he does and stuff, but um, kind of went my own route of doing things. Um, but we were just sharing our poetry with each other, like just for fun, emailing each other some things we had written independently, really decades apart. He had written his 20, 30 years before I wrote mine, um, and I hadn't read his when I was writing mine. Uh, but we emailed them back and forth, and I noticed, like, so many of these poems are shockingly similar. Uh, same kind of topic, same kind of uh, messages and metaphors, even a couple of them even have the same title. Um, and I ended up uh, compiling it into seven different topics we had both written on. Um, so the book reads like a conversation that we didn't know we were having. Um, the poems <laughs> alternate as if they're written like in response to each other. Uh, that really became just like a, a mystical, interesting thing to find. Um, which it's very nice to then have, like, be able to hold that in hand and see that connection and, and now to, to work with them more. Um, it, it's a nice feeling. Uh, and mm-hmm. to get to help to, to carry on his work, like I make his CDs and stuff for him now, and um, it's nice to help spread that to people. And I hear all the yeah. time how much his work has impacted people. Mm-hmm. See, you, I've got to emphasize that word. People. Yeah. People. <laughs> When you ask doctors to draw a picture of themselves working as a doctor, you know what's left out of the picture? Patients. 
I'm not kidding yeah. when I say this. I, it blew my mind when I did this with 90 medical students. Only one had a patient in the picture. Everybody else has uh, equipment, instruments, um, diplomas on the wall, an office you know, desk in front of them, and no patients. So care for yourself, care for other people. You'll be amazed at what can be accomplished, what's built into us, the spiritual, the mystical. Uh, it's amazing. And, <laughs> you know, excuse me for laughing. I'm going to hold back telling you more stories. But uh, because all the patients who used to think I was crazy, when things started happening to them uh, from doing things I recommended, then it was like, wow, you know, he's not so crazy. And uh, it changed their outcome and their beliefs in their lives. But when you don't believe, you can't gain anything from it. And that's when I really loved, uh, I've done workshops at Charlie's uh, family store, not recently, but in the past, uh, we used to go there and I loved it being there. It was a wonderful environment. And, you know, it was the feeling amongst all the people there and things happened and, uh, you know, it made a difference being there. Mm. How special, Bernie, is it to be working with Charlie now, creating together and him being there and talking together? How oh, special it, is that? It's a gift. You know, that's why the poetry. We're emailing each other, you know, not trying to write a poetry book. We're emailing each other through the mm -hmm. computers. And I noticed, hey, that's what I wrote. So I sent it to him, and then, you know, that started the whole uh, ball rolling. So we ended up putting a bunch of them in the book, and uh, it's like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, that makes me feel good, because he doesn't argue yeah. with me. He's open-minded, <laughs> willing to accept things that he can't explain, because it's the nature of creation. So... Mm -hmm. We do these things, and we keep learning. Hmm. Yeah, it's been well, cool I've lately been... on social media to connect with some of his fans. I have a, um, author Charlie Siegel and Nature Photo by SC pages, um, and I'll meet his fans on there, and people will message me, and they say they've been touched by his work over the years, and it's always mm -hmm. cool to hear that kind of that, that important connection. It's nice. Absolutely. Yeah, and well, just I, seeing nature, it's such a pleasure, you know, to see Charlie living the message, living the sermon uh, with yes, his sir. photographs. It's amazing. Yes. yes. Well, it's been, I've enjoyed listening to both of you together, and um, what a special relationship the two of you have together not everyone can say that uh, so relish in that both and Charlie will I'm certainly sure that your grandfather will have you back on the show more often than you think it's always nice to be on and, and chat with everybody <laughs> yes yes well thank you for that and Bernie Thank you always for your wisdom, your innate wisdom, and all the things that you've done to help the world stay in love. So thank, thank you. you. I'll add one, one sentence from a patient of mine. She okay. says, I need to know how to live between office visits. 
Mm-hmm. And that was from reading some of my poetry and Charlie and other things. She said, yeah, I'm learning to live between office visits. And that's when the benefits come forth. So everybody Absolutely. keep working at it. Yes, we're all finding our own way with the right. help of our friends. <laughs> well, we and the light live. and God and all of that. <laughs> so everyone... Others want you to be. It's what you are. That's what you should become. Absolutely. Well said. Everyone, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, Charlie. Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) Join us next time on Mind Health Matters with Dr. Bernie Siegel. Until then, remember, be fully engaged in life, loving every moment as your unique self. In going deep within to discover ourselves, we can also discover self-love. Then, when we let our hearts make up our minds, we connect what our bodies do so well to the power of love. We can boost our ability to grow and heal along with our self-esteem. The sense of empowerment that results from this mind-body connection is one related to self-induced healing. When you add spirit to that connection, making a mind-body-spirit connection, you nourish your soul. For more insight, go to BernieSiegelMD.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.